Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that's uh, last in gym class, but number one in your hearts. <laughs> oh, I, I'm i just last in gym class. You're number one in my heart, Dylan. Uh, okay. Man, you are the habe of so many people's hearts. It's true. Um, you, speaking of which, let's let's do this. I, I am John. Uh, I am the uh, which voice actor am I? Somebody, somebody, give me one. Give me a go. Oh, uh, 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 Don't say Vic um, Mignona. Don't say Vic Mignona. Vic Mignona. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> no, no, no. I prefer to think of you as the what? What would you be? Spike Spencer, maybe, or you look good in a cowboy hat. Um. You love boxed wine. You love boxed wine. <laughs> I think Charlie's the Spike Spencer. Really? Boxed wine, dude. I don't know, man. I'm. I, I see. I'm shooting for the mica. You're, and... both, you're both foodies. You don't like our soulmates, but you know, in in terms of just like voice actor comparisons. Oh, well, who would Dylan be then? Would Dylan be the mica? Dylan, who's somebody that's really kind of reserved. Oh, well, Micah is fairly reserved, or at least low key. Yeah, he's he's pretty low key. Um, oh man, mm. you know <laughs> he might be because he, you know, they he does have a street pass. I don't know. True, uh, I could, I could, you could make an argument that he is the Richard Epcar. I think. What? How would you make that argument? Well, because you are um, most often put in a supporting role and have a lot of technical capabilities. Okay, I guess either of those work. Like, let's like move for some on reason. For some reason, not. they just don't give Richard Epcar a lot. They don't seem to give him a lot of just like leading man roles. I don't know why. Maybe because lead characters don't generally have such deep voices. But true, they tend to be you know kids, younger stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Chad would be. I have such um, a voice. Who would Chad be? Chris Sabat. Chris Sabat likes to troll people. Ooh, he could be a good Chris Sabat, or um. I don't. Oh um, crap! The guy that was Optimus Prime, but not uh, Peter, Peter Cullen. Oh, no. Neil Kaplan. Neil Kaplan. Thank you. I had Neil, but for some reason, cannot remember his last name. George. You know that that works. Like after after seeing that one after dark panel at Amtac, that yeah, that I could works. I can get into that. Yeah, shouts to Neil Kaplan. I I love I love telling the story of, of our encounter with Neil Kaplan. Such a good guy. It really is. Really is. Um, God bless him. Anyway, that was uh, the longest introduction we've ever done. I st- we still haven't picked one for me. Oh, Did we pick one um, for Charlie. No, yeah. Charlie was yes. I'm I'm the Spike Spencer. Spike Spencer, yeah. which I'm cool with. I'm cool with. I got no, I got no beef with him. Um, you could be. Oh, John could be a Sean Schemmel. I could see it. That's. See, I don't know Sean that well. I'm having I'm having well, time. Uh, yeah, like, and I've only met. I'm him relying on like you guys because I'm completely blanking. That was the whole point of the the joke at the beginning. Like when you say name a voice actor, like now I'm blanking on all well, except the I, I, ones you okay. probably don't want me to name so not knowing sean Schemmel, I, I i say sean Schemmel with in regard to pretty much just two facts that he's um he's definitely a lead role guy but is not a uh raging egomaniac 
<laughs> so two things. See, I, I think I am more of a raging egomaniac because you know I, I was gonna put myself in like the Yuri Lowenthal range somewhere in there, but I just love Yuri. Uh, I, hey, there's I, nothing I, wrong with being Yuri Lowenthal. I, so. sure there's not. <laughs> you can be married to Tara Platt. I mean, oh, oh this is getting weird. Hey, I'm I'll, saying she she's a, she's a very nice lady, and and he's 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 a lucky guy, and she did well. So, yeah. So I yeah she's yeah yeah I'll I'll allow it. I'll. We'll, we'll give you Yuri. All right. Yuri Fury. Um, <laughs> we're, we're really fucking scattered this week. The one thing I really want to talk talk about this week is the one thing that's actually going on, uh, which is Evo. I've been watching it all weekend. But we're recording this on Sunday night, and I'm actually watching uh, the Marvel Winners Finals right now. So unless we just stay on for like another hour and a half, which I don't want to do, <laughs> I want to make this a really short episode. Um we won't be able to talk about any of the results or anything. Um, mm. So really, uh, the only thing I can say at this point is fuck Chris G. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the guy. Um, but it, it's it's been a blast to watch so far. But anyway, I can't really talk about it. Uh, we'll probably talk about it next week. But uh, Dylan, you finished Bravely Default. Uh, go ahead and, and talk a little bit about that. Um. I I think the the way I want to start is by saying like Link Between Worlds convinced me to buy a 3DS, but Bravely Default convinced me it was a good long term decision. Because um, I put, I ended up putting 80 hours into the game, and part Dang. of that is because I maxed out all of my stats, all of my job class, or all my levels, all my job classes, and also because it's a little bit padded, which I'll, I'll talk about later. But it really feels like a th- throwback to old school Final Fantasy games, um, but kind of with modern graphics and mechanics and interface. Um, it borrows heavily from the, the Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy V job system um, and does some really neat things with that. Um, and if you're familiar with that, you'll probably get that part. Um, it goes pretty deep it does take some practice to figure out the uh brave and default system um where you have to um you can basically spend your actions early or save up your actions um depending on you know what you need to do um what's really good is the demo experience is great there are no spoilers um it actually gives you bonuses in the real game for finishing it Um, But it gives you a chance to kind of exercise that and practice and and figure out how the system works. Um, It's really, really strategic. Uh, You choose a job, you choose an alternate ability, which I think you could do in um, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, So, you know, you could level up White Mage, then switch to um, Swordmaster, and then also equip the White Magic ability as a secondary You've also got uh, passive powers that you gain through leveling each job. And these mimic some of the abilities you get when you take that job class. Um, it makes for some really interesting combos between your job, your ability, and your, your uh, passive powers. And a lot of uh, battles are literally won or lost before you even start. Um, hmm. Because you, you know, if some guy is throwing a bunch of elemental magic at you, then... Um, if the timing's right, 
you know, you go in with a bunch of spirit masters, I think they're called. And, you know, you cast, you can cast a spell that allows you to absorb all elemental damage. And suddenly a, an impossible fight becomes a breeze. So in that sense, it's almost like playing a CCG or a miniatures game where your build matters a lot. Um, hmm. There's just a lot of great options that makes it really accessible. Random encounters can be turned off or amped up for grinding. Um, if you have your 3DS friends can provide access to higher level skills. So for example, um, I did Basil in as a friend. I attached him to one of my characters and so that character, no matter what job class or ability he had equipped, he always had access to the 14, you know, 14 level uh, abilities for those classes. And now that I'm level 14 and everything, if you guys play it, you can uh, can have another character. Um, it's got really good auto save that prevents you from having to backtrack and auto the you know makes grinding easy with the auto attack system um what's really great especially if you played the older final fantasies is the story um it basically follows the four warriors of light trying to revive the crystals trope until it doesn't Hmm. and that twist is really um it's really interesting and i don't know if this is significant but uh, the order in which you revive the crystals, um, air, water, fire, and earth is the exact reverse of the order you revive the crystals in uh, the original Final Fantasy. Earth, fire, water, air. Hmm. Have no idea if that means anything. Um, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'll save it for the end. Go ahead. Okay. So the only problem I have with the story and like I said, it is really good. Um, is it gets kind of repetitive towards the end. There is a narrative reason for this and it helps you kind of feel what the characters are feeling. Um, because there's even a late game party chat that kind of show them griping about the tedium, but it still seems like a weak point. It seems like they could cut out, um, several hours of, well, probably not hours of gameplay because, um, Maybe hours, yeah. Because by the time you're at that point, they give you all the tools that all the backtracking and and, um, repetition is really easy. Hmm. Um, You've got the airship, you're leveled up, you know, you can deal with it. Um, Other than that, though, the story does some really interesting things with fantasy tropes, uh, like religion versus rationalism, nature versus technology, peace versus war. Um it kind of turns those on its head. The only problem with that is some of the later story twists feel a little unnatural and, you know, they have, they keep on throwing in twists until at some point they have to leave someone holding the bag. And don't really know. Um, I don't feel like going back through the new game plus and playing again. So it's hard to, it's hard to tell whether they um, were honest about the foreshadowing, like, you know, a fight club sort of thing. Um, And, you know, the characters that are um, involved in kind of the overall plot, if they really, um, 
uh, really giving you clues that this is what's happening or if it's just like, surprise, we, you know, added this in. Hmm. Um, really, overall, if you like the Final Fantasy f- series, I would pick up the demo, especially if you like the older games. Okay, so here's the, the really important question I wanted to ask. Um, All right. So does this mean you're going to try uh, Magic Star Babies now? <laughs> no. I, I don't know that I can do it, man. I just, I don't know. Like, Dylan, allow me to, <laughs> allow me to uh, persuade you with uh, three very enticing words. Magic Star Babies. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I he, he makes a compelling argument. I keep looking at like three I've words. got I've got games for my 3DS. I've got new Super Mario Brothers uh, U. I've got but, do you, but do, you, do you have best waifu? No, I don't uh, see need best waifu. Yeah, I disagree. What's sir. best waifu? Well, that's ultimately that's for you to decide. Is it not? Is that not? Is that I, know, man. all asking us? There was besides turn down for what is what is best waifu. I can't remember what uh, what con it was at, but Kevin was talking about it. It may have been an, on an episode of Awesome Cast. He was talking about it. It was like, at some point, everything he said just like convinced me against it. Like, ooh, that does it really turn into that? Or, uh, no. Yeah, everything uh, Kevin tends to say about stuff like that he convinces me that, yes, I do need to play this game. I actually downloaded the demo and then I was like, ah, I can't do this. I, I might at some point, but like I said, I, I probably what I probably want to do is switch gears. You know, right now I'm playing Wind Waker HD. I've got a bunch of games on Steam. You know, like I will probably switch gears. If I come back to wanting a JRPG, maybe, but I don't know, man. It just... I don't know. I don't know. It's Magic Star Babies. You love them. So good. Magic Star Babies. Anyway, that's that's my review. Uh, Chad, quickly, you're, uh, you love all things German. Give me, give me uh, your thoughts on uh, Germany winning the World Cup today. I don't have any. Except that Aww. now it's time for America to forget that soccer exists yes because all the good players are in europe and we don't give a shit about europe america now it's time for us to go back to making fun of it for being vaguely european until the next world cup although i do i do encourage you and i want to talk about this on a later podcast at some point if you ever do uh read it john go read ann coulter's you know soccer is no 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 just listen soccer is destroying the moral fiber of america or whatever it reads like a parody of her own work. Is there a way that I can do this without her actually, you know, giving any sort of fit count or money for it? Because I really want to avoid. There probably is that. because someone on the internet has probably gone like, can you believe this crap and listed, you know, all you really need is like some of the choice quotes. But if you read the whole thing, she's just like, she's coming up with every reason why it's terrible. And she just keeps, she just keeps going. You know, early onset dementia is a real problem for a lot of people. And it's, I don't know that we should make fun of Ann Coulter anymore. Because, I, no, there's, I, there's, I there's, think there's plenty more mileage. 
there's obviously. I don't think this obviously... is early onset dementia. This is o- early onset cynical pandering. Like, no, I got some people who believe this. I can write whatever the hell I want. Just, yeah, I'm pretty good for a laugh, though. Uh, we should Sucker! Just, we really Except should just... we, we live in a state where all those people are. Like, every last one of them. Yeah. Not all of them. I mean, there's, yes, there's all of them. I can, I can find them for you. I can't oh, swing a dead cat without hitting one. That is true. But uh, I think what you mean to say is all the people in this state are like that not we have all of no because we're we're in this state and god help me if i get to uh that level of crazy uh i don't care which side you root for none of us i don't think any of us are capable of being quite that level of crazy not that type of crazy anyway i'm not even sure that level oh i can I can definitely crank the crazy up. It's it just won't be that. It'll be something different. I, I do think she's, to let's say, okay. Let's put it this way: you're like you are a really gifted, like minor league crazy. Let's let's put it that way. She's definitely in the pros. Okay, you're like triple A minor league. You're good. You're good, but you're not bringing down the serious crazy like she can. Like she might be juicing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what LSD? Like? I don't want to say that she's injecting horse hormones into her scrotum, but I don't know that she's not doing that, and I've not seen any evidence to the contrary. Just saying. I, I kind of. I'm sorry. I, I took us off on that detour. I'm. I'm so sorry. Uh it's as far as things you should listen to, though. Oh, oh, um, really quickly, uh, while we're still on the soccer tangent. Speaking of yellow cards, uh, Justin Wong just advanced in the grand grand finals. Continue. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Speaking of things that um, we probably can't talk about now, but as soon as someone uh, consumes this media, I want uh, to have that discussion. Um, sequelitis. Uh, Ego Raptor released another sequelitis talking about. Um, Link to the Past versus Ocarina Time. It goes 30 minutes. He's played more of these games than I have, but generally I agree with most of his assessments. Um, you know, about uh, Zelda's about exploration, but like his other videos, so good if you're into... Um, like his, you like his other sequelitis videos. Um Game Grumps is hit or miss. Um, JonTron is awful. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry if you like JonTron. You can like what you like. Uh, he is truly annoying and awful. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, I've never watched any of the other Ego Raptor stuff. So. Yeah, well. Yeah. They they don't know Obama. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, oh. <sighs> Uh, Charlie, give us something. Uh, well, it, uh, let's see, what was it? Thursday, um, Dylan and Daryl and I got to see the latest Rift Tracks live event. Oh, so you guys went and saw another movie with him. Terrific. What's... Wait, wait, wait. I'm pretty sure when we first bought tickets, I included you on the email. I did forget, but. I actually, until say... Dylan reminded me the day before it was going to happen, it it had completely left my mind, and I didn't actually end up buying tickets until, like, the day of, and it was like, 
I don't know, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, I I didn't know you guys were going until uh, whoever's sorry. car, I think it was Daryl's car, was uh, in the yard. <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this better for you. The movie in question was Sharknado. Fantastic, which I've already seen like unrefracted. Yep, it, it it makes it better. I mean, <laughs> as in the as in more watchable. Um, for for those of you wondering, yes, I did actually guess that they're going to use the propane to kill the tornado. As it was happening, Dylan bore witness to it. I think one, and I think one thing we determined, like when we were talking on the way back, they wrote the guy's son in just so they could have an excuse to get them to an airport. Yeah, there were. Uh, there's he so doesn't many exist things. until they get to the house and realize they need to get to the airport. Well, and also, if you look at what seems to be set up as the romantic re- resolution at the beginning of the movie and how it's completely yes. opposite what happens at the end, I still have a theory that they were actually had two film crews filming Sharknado. One started at the beginning of the movie, one started at the end, and there were some crossed wires over what script they were using. Like, one group had one script, one group had the other, and when they met in the middle, they were like, oh, shit. Well, money's gone. Keeping it. Um, referring to Jaws, though, because apparently there are a couple things that you could you could argue reference Jaws in the movie, and that was a repeat joke for the Rift Tracks guys. Was yes, we know there's a better shark movie. Thank you, Sharknado. Like it wants you to go. It knows it's a crappy movie, and it's trying to like discreetly warn you to go watch it instead. I think what's, and, uh, what's scary is they were advertising Sharknado 2 as oh, part yes. of this track. There is going to be a Sharknado 2, the subtitle of which, and I swear to God I'm not lying to you, is the second one. Yes, I've I've seen it because um, voice actor DC Douglas, who plays Wesker in the uh, Resident Evil games, is actually going to be in it. What? Yep. It It has a disturbing amount of celebrities you probably recognize. Well, because you know it's it's a thing now, so it is a thing. Wow! But like, no, it was... it's become self-aware, like uh, the Vocaloids, and it's coming to kill. It is really the most brilliant thing sci-fi could have done for its original movies. Is uh, you can either churn out crap or you can attempt the snakes on a plane route. You're still churning out crap, by the way. I mean, yeah, it's just like the end result's not the same. But now you're going nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We're doing this on purpose, not because our budget's not great. Well, okay, the, we're the not propane, because we're we're stupid and we're not self-aware that this is bad. The yeah. propane taking out um, the Sharknado. Sharknado. The hey, people, man, like it two people. This. The two people jumping into the mouth of a shark and living. That was so good. He was. Yeah. (laughs) All of this is so terrific. Why is the guy from 90210 doing this with a chainsaw? I don't know. Oh, and one of one of my one of my favorite jokes early on is like when anyone addresses him, one of the Rift Tracks guys is like, Yeah, Luke Perry, come on. He's like, I'm not Luke Perry. I'm like, they go through at least three members of three of the actors. I'm Brandon Priestley. Yeah, I think the first one was like, come on, Jason Priestley. I'm not Jason Priestley. Come on, Luke Perry. And they're, I can't remember who the other was. It. Oh, crap. Now I've I've, I've lost it. I don't remember who the other one was, but it was one of the like the women from the show. It was. Yeah, it was so good. 
they they did such a good job and they um the short before the movie was one that mystery science theater actually did a case of spring fever which is it really is one of those god awful like 40s or 50s educational shorts that's actually made by an industry that's trying to promote its product in this case it was springs um like it, it like anytime you've ever seen i mean like I'm pretty sure everyone has seen a parody of what this thing was doing for real. Uh, where like somebody's fed up with something. Oh, I, if I ever see another spring again, it'll be too soon. And then magically they're put in a world without springs and it's a hellish, uh, nightmare landscape that they have to trod through until they realize the, uh, the error of their ways. Right. When they do, they start preaching the gospel of springs to all their friends. Yeah, it is. Friends hate it. It is. Yeah, just like the audience. That is the stand-in for the audience in this particular short. Is all of his friends, and they're they're gonna have to work though to top Norman. It it was good, but I I really enjoyed it, especially like I remembered some of the jokes from the Mystery Science version, um, and they didn't they didn't reuse jokes, um, so it was kind of cool that they could basically go back to the same thing, make it as funny with out outright repeating jokes verbatim. So that was kind of cool. And then they showed a few um, scenes of the next one in August, which will be the 1998 uh, Godzilla movie. Oh, well then. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then the one in uh, on Halloween will be um, Anaconda, which I'm also looking forward to. Uh, my anaconda don't want none unless you've got buns, hun. What? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be very good. Yes. Uh, both of those, I think they kickstarted. If I'm not badly mistaken. That is correct. Which I somehow totally missed. They were doing a Kickstarter for that, but they made it. So I'm cool. Looks like they made it. Uh, but it was a fun time. It was it was good, and oddly enough, like saw Jennifer by accident. So, yeah, yeah, she's just wandering around. She was in on this, but me. No, she was out with Tracy. It was I forget what they were. Oh, they were going shopping for Tracy's socks. Uh, socks. Yeah, that's all. That's all they ended up buying. But they were going because of Tracy's sister's wedding that's coming up. Like, also socks. Yeah, nanny socks from Muppet Babies. Yeah, that's Jennifer's so far gone at this point. <laughs> yep, she's already that's... resigned herself to nanny socks. Yep, time to time to hang that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Well, what if she's listening? Well, she's not. And <laughs> <laughs> and spoil that one for you. There, there's a flow chart. It is. It is, uh, is someone listening? There is no yes condition. Yeah. <laughs> is someone listening? It's just a straight line down to a circle that says no. That's oh. inside the Faith flow chart. <laughs> nice. Get on that Twitter. Somebody, somebody make us a flow chart. Oh, All man. you people who can't hear us because. Yep. The flow chart means that the flow chart will never be fan created. It also absolves me of uh, having to do it by uh, putting the onus on somebody else. Some non-existent person. I'm just like the rest of America. 
Twitter is full of. Chad, give us something. I just got back on because my computer dropped the call. I'm not sure what you're talking about. We talked talked about Sharknado, Bravely Default, and Evo? Evo. Yeah. And the World Cup. I I missed the last one, but I just have absolutely nothing to say about Sharknado. Because it says everything for you. It's a movie that got made somehow. Somewhere there's yeah. I know exactly how. Like there's no uh how did there's an aspiring director that's crushed by this. They have given up their dreams. Someone <laughs> needs to be sodomized with a red hot poker for letting that movie be made. Well get on it. I was gonna say, like the the thing is it's not what you like No, I know what it is. It didn't is. come about the way you're you're making it sound. No, I know what it is. I know it's an attempt to make a shitty movie and hit on a crap. But it's still a shitty movie. True. Yeah. It even, Absolutely it true. even takes a while to get to the point where it's good and terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even a good kind of bad, like, you know, Street Fighter, the movie. It's a, it's a boring kind of bad. And those are just the worst. Like, like it takes... Postman. It's long past oh, the point at which actual actor John Hurd is <laughs> is killed to actually get good. And that's that's not a spoiler. You if you wanted to see it by now you would and honestly nobody's watching it for the story. They're they're watching it for the train wreck that it is. Absolutely. Does anyone else have any non-existent topics to talk about, or should we just get to uh, our non-existent recommendations? Um, no, the only thing was uh, got to um, hang out with uh, Lauren and Jonathan and Nico and Tina from MTech for a little while on Saturday. Which more fun I wasn't in on. Great, yeah. Um, yeah, but you had to, you would have had to slog through a lot of crap to get to the good stuff. You know, get, get, I, listen, I've slogged through some crap in my day. You, I don't know, man, a whole day of house hunting. Hobby Lobby Death March. Hobby Lobby. That is my counter to that. <laughs> Shout outs to Liz, uh, who also isn't listening. True. True. But everyone I love doesn't listen. Oh, no. Except for you guys. I mean, but you guys are, are only listening as we don't listen. Yeah. You're listening I, as we're doing it. I, mean, Basil, I go back and listen. Basil listens. Yeah. Basil Basil's a sweetheart. Oh, very quick. I had a Basil dream. <laughs> oh, please share. Um, Let me go ahead and spoil one thing. Involved. Let me go ahead and spoil it. No sex, no nudity. That's depressing. Um, go ahead. Apparently, I guess. Like, I think the setting was a convention, as most of my weird dreams seem to be. Um, and like I, I, we're we're talking to Kevin, and then Basil walks up, and what you call it, Kevin dream, dude? No, no, no. This is it's, 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 it's a it's about Basil. I want to have a Kevin dream tonight. That would be cool. Um. It would involve him and Hideaki Anno having a common writer, uh, that, common writer off. That would that would be a wet dream. Um, absolutely. But like Basil walks up 
And it is Basil, but for some reason he is like stick thin. <laughs> and and his facial hair is going. He's got the ponytail, but his facial hair is going. He's not wearing glasses. Are you sure this is Basil? <laughs> yeah. Is this is this like some sort of Stefan or Kel kind of deal? Maybe. Uh, is he a douchebag now? That's my fear. No, 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 no. He, but he is, he is, he is very Bashonen now. And um, does he sparkle when he walks in the room? Nobody should have. He should have. And damn my subconscious for not putting that in it there. He needs to get some manga effects. I know, but hey, you try telling the back of my brain something, and you see if it listens. Because I've been telling it this shit for a long time, and nothing. it just screams at you. Um, but he walks up and starts talking to us, and I know it's Basil. Like I don't even know if in the dream he really looked like Basil, but it's one of those things where you know somebody is somebody. Um, but here's the weird. Here's here was the odd part of it because nothing interesting happened. It's a very short dream, but. The only thing that throws me off, because because in the dream it's it, it's in my mind I've not seen him for a while, so like oh yeah he could have lost the weight, uh he could have shaved whatever. What weirds me out is that his glasses are missing, like he's wearing contacts or something. I don't even know. I don't even know. But it was like oh this is weird. Like this is what sets like, it off. Like that's the thing. Nothing else. It is just it's not like, wearing glasses. Something, something's different about you, Basil. Are you, oh wait, you're not wearing your glasses. Yeah, like in real <laughs> damn life. In real damn life, Basil could walk up to me, remove his glasses. Like this is a thing that takes no time. Instant. And and that's the thing that weirds me out. Nothing else about it. Everything else is perfectly normal. But holy shit, he's not wearing glasses. Something is wrong. It looks off. Okay, let's everybody let's lock this situation down. Because something is wrong. Uh, that was my basil dream. It's not as exciting as I'm sure anybody was hoping it would be. I don't. I, I hope don't something would happen after that. Something completely insane. <laughs> but it's a Bashanan show, so nothing happens. Yes. Maybe that's like, what like there's a reverse harem somewhere with Basil and Kevin and and I guess me and 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 the rest of us. Maybe that's it. Because I, I I don't know. I don't. I don't know who the one girl is that's uh, that you know we're vying for her affection, but hmm. I mean, ostensibly it would be Anna, right? But you, you know, think. maybe. Well, if we're talking dreamscape, it, it could be an amalgam of people. I was gonna say that would get weird if it's actually like one person, a real person. Well, right? that's that's how a reverse har- uh, harem works, there, Dylan. No, an actual person. Well, I mean, what, I mean, as opposed the, to the general robot. idea is weird anyway, but we accept it because it's hey, anime. I, I will, I will grind some gears as far as uh, you know, robot sex is involved. <laughs> I've had this conversation before. I will have it again. Wow, it's awesome. <laughs> I, for one, am waiting for Japan to get on this shit. Anytime they now. They are. Ugh. So, uh, anything else before we get to recommendations? Nah. Nope. I got nothing. All right. So, gentlemen, recommendations. Dylan, go. Um, man. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nightfall. Um, it's actually, I've mentioned this in my board gaming panel, which I'm going to be doing at a KaiCon on Saturday at some point. Um, it's one of the few deck builders I've played that actually fully breaks out of the Dominion model of you gain resource 
cards and then use them to acquire victory point cards. Um, and I really wasn't impressed with it at first. It's urban fantasy. It kind of feels magic, the gathery gathering, you know, especially like tournaments. And that's what pushed me away from magic. Mm. Um, man, I, after playing it a few times, um, it's really interesting because it does kind of have that, you know, tournament magic, tournament hearthstone feel, you know, without having to spend all the time building the deck. Um, the winner of the game is the one that ends with the fewest wounds. Um, so it's usually the strategy is often backwards compared to a lot of other um, uh, deck builders. Um, and damage is mostly dealt via minions, which kind of work like magic's creatures. Um, <clears throat> so there are a lot of effects, depending on what mix of cards you use in your supply. Um, there actually are tactics like direct damage and board clearing and things like that, like you'd have in Magic or Hearthstone. Um, cards, you, you don't have, you know, actions like you do in Dominion or Tanto QRA or whatever. Um, cards are played by chaining. Um, so you play one card on your turn and then you may be able to play more cards depending on the color of the cards icons. Um, and then after you play, your opponents get a chance to build off your last card. So you may be able to give them the ability to put some minions on the board, which they can then use to attack with on their turn, for example. Um, so it kind of reverses the standard dominion strategy of specializing in a few cards um, since most cards can't be chained to themselves. I just want to interrupt real quick. I just saw a guy on the Evo stream in the front row with a sombrero. <laughs> Continue. Oh, Ooh. Lord. Probably same dude. Anyway. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he's he's one of the best in, in the area. He's one um, of the best. If you haven't if you haven't played Magic the Gathering, it's probably going to be a little confusing at first. But, for example, my sister, having only played magic a few times with like bard decks she was kind of confused at first but after a couple games she could talk post game strategy with the rest of us um it it does a couple of other interesting things uh you don't have resource cards you discard cards to gain influence um which means buying cards allows you to cycle through your deck it's not the greatest game, but um, you can usually pick up the earlier base sets at a reasonable price. Um, mm. I got, I want to say I got the uh, first, you know, like the initial base set, uh, the first version at Sci-Fi City marked down to $10. I don't think they have any more of that, but um, if you wait on a good sale, so uh, that's my recommendation. Okay, uh, Chad, recommendation, go. I recommend Linen Kugel's uh, Summer Shandy. It's beer and lemonade in one drink. Well, okay then. Huh. Other, uh, th there's a certain, among beer culture, shandies are despised. They're shunned. This one is pretty tasty. They won't let all the other uh, shanties join all their beer games or something. I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's a story. It's, it's a story for the ages. Very tasty. Yeah. Oldest time. And itself. I have a recommendation of something not to bother with. 
Okay. Um, if you go to the supermarket, you may see these snacks called Takis. Yes. yes. Stay away from the nitro flavor. Nitro. Lime and habanero. Does it, does it taste like the American Gladiator nitro? Please, please, please. It tastes like sweat and steroids. Does it taste like laser? He was my favorite because his name. What does it taste like? Sorry, I spicy Fruit Loops. <laughs> Yo, I'm hit on some spicy Fruit Loops. That is so awful sounding. <laughs> that kind of sounds like a challenge. And it I is habanero lime. That sounds like, sound like a, a bad worst. idea. Well, Dylan. No. Yes, maybe. It is vile. Amazing. How do you buy these things? Because Food someone sense. has to. Because if not him, then who? If not now, then when? Damn straight. Because it sounded good. I regret that decision as I regret everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Charlie! What's so, up? Recommendation. I'm going to recommend having basil dreams. Um, I, I feel that my initial one was probably lackluster because it was the first. So don't get discouraged if your first one is uh, is subpar. You gotta you gotta practice to to get the good basil dreams. You know, I think I've actually had a dream like that. I don't remember the context. This was a long time ago, um, but I remember like having a dream where it was like mixed with a vacation dream or something. Like I was at a convention, but I was like. Screw everyone else. I'm going to go up to the second floor and I'm going to sit around talking to Basil and Kevin. And I don't know. Interesting. It might have been a prophecy of what we were going to end up doing at Station Con. A midsummer is not a uh, midsummer. Except I think I left all you guys. Basil's dreams. <laughs> of course you left us out. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go upstairs. My my convention dreams are almost never good. Actually, they pretty much are never good. My convention dreams, I really shouldn't talk about because they get they get weird, man. Interesting. I guess the kind of stuff that you're mad at your subconscious for, but at the same time, it's not like you know. You have any control over it? Yeah. yeah I almost want to ask, you. but that kind of sounds like self-incrimination. There. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> anyway, um. So I guess that leaves me. Mm-hmm. So here's my recommendation is actually also a little bit of, of life advice. Um, and that is don't be will, uh, don't be afraid to uh, go a little bit outside of your own judgment. Um, and as an example, um, it's something we've talked about before. I will occasionally uh, go out and watch an anime that I don't think I'll like or that I think is stupid and I'll do it just to see. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try and go in with an open mind. Sometimes it'll just occur to me. It's like, you know, maybe I'm not giving this show a fair shake. Maybe I should try it with an open mind and see. And, you know, I've done, I've done this with like, you know, I would intermittently watch Eureka uh, seven and then be like, Nope, I do it with any It's like, no, still not going anywhere. I do it with one piece and like, st- Nope, still not my thing. Um, I did it recently again, and you, I, I'm going to shock the world with this announcement. Um, does anyone want to guess what show uh, I decided that I was like, you know what? I've never seen this, 
I'm making this judgment based entirely on, you know, other things. Um, I'm going to give this a shot. Does anyone want to guess what? You've just... never watched it, any of it before? Not a second of it. Okay, because mm. I was about to say One Piece. but No. Sonic Underground. No. No way. Um, is it a, but it is an anime? It is an anime. Oh, man. How about a hint? Um, but the fandom. Italia? No. We're on High School Host Club? Yes, you're correct. Woo! What do I win? Uh, you win getting to hear me talk about it. Awesome, uh, I wanted that. Here's the thing. Um, was it worthy of the, you know, the furor that surrounded it? Absolutely not. Um, it is it is a harem anime, if ever a harem anime existed. It's a reverse harem anime, but still, it's, you know, it's very much, you know, like, Love Hina and Tenchi and that sort of thing. Mm. But it's interesting in that the show reminds me, it has plot elements that remind me of The Wallflower and uh, Princess Jellyfish. And those are both shows that I enjoyed on some level, mm-hmm. um, particularly Princess Jellyfish. But, like, the, the female lead, she doesn't really identify herself in terms of, you know, social standing as a gender. Um, so she, you know, starts out the show cross-dressing, but that's not really a, a focal point of the show. And just like in uh, Princess Jellyfish, there's a character that cross-dresses, but again, it's not really um, a focal point of the story. He just happens, you know, he they go into reasons as to why he cross-dresses, but it's not really about, you know, any questions regarding his sexuality or mm-hmm. the fact that he cross-dresses. The same thing with the female lead in the show. Um, it It does kind of have some of those moments where it's like, yeah, this, I, I'm definitely not the target audience for this show. <laughs> but it also, it also has some decent moments. I, I won't say it's, you know, one of my favorite animes, but I'll also say it's not, you know, it's not complete crap. Hmm. Um, I also uh, watched uh, the first few episodes of Black Butler. Okay. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Um, it's, it's okay. That, that's all I can say. Like it, I I got some yucks out of it. It was fine. It was <laughs> it was more of a serious show. Um, I can't really say it was an action show, but I d- I don't know how. It, it's kind of a supernatural show, but mm-hmm. it's more just like, um, you're just you know shit happens and then the main badass uh, comes in and saves the day at the end. <laughs> that's uh. That's the kind of show it is. Anyway, I guess that's that's sort of my thing is it's okay to like what you like. It's okay to not like what you don't like. Um, you don't have to be a jerk about it, but it's okay sometimes to just go out of, you know, your what you think you'll like and just give it a shot. I posted a link. There was a uh, presentation that Jason Vanderberg Vandenberg did at ECGC last year that was all about that, except it was more to game developers and game designers about yeah. like knowing what your 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 empathy blind spots are basically in terms of what you like but yeah i think i think it it definitely works for everyone across the board hmm i'll just throw that in there but yeah i'm kind of doing the same thing with playing like trying wind waker and trying ocarina of time of like did i actually miss something yeah i did that with uh uh the adventure of Link uh, a few years ago, where it, 
where it, and we even talked about it where it was like uh uh you know as a kid I was like this game isn't a Zelda game but as I'm older I can say no it's not a Zelda game in the way that I personally think about Zelda games uh but it was still a, a good game and it was ahead of its time also Justin Wong beat Chris G fuck Chris G um <laughs> So because he, he couldn't even stop Justin Wong, is it? No, no, I like in in choosing between uh, Captain Yellow Card and the man, the living embodiment of collusion. Uh, I'd much rather see Justin Wong. <laughs> um, so that's that's fine. <laughs> Chris G is collusion incarnate. Never forget that, kids. <laughs> Never forget. I wasn't sure which of them I was supposed to hate more. All of them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, this well, is what more. Well, uh, I don't know. Um, this is why I don't. As somebody who plays fighting games and goes to tournaments and isn't even that good at it, um, as someone who goes like, I know there are a lot of people that are fans of some of the top players, but I can never once bring myself to do it. Like I, I can bring myself to really despise some of them for being assholes. Um. But I can never find myself to root for them because I just see them all as opponents. Mm. It's just yeah. in my way. You know, it's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, there are people that root for Christian. I'm like, how? Like, how do you even do that? <laughs> like, what What sort of, uh, you know, reasoning goes on in that mind where it's like, you know, I like this guy. He's he's a dick and he's disrespectful and uh, he plays a really boring style and uh, there's really nothing redeeming about him. So I'm going to root for this guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, a, a happy-ish ending. I mean, if, if somebody, if between one of those two people had to win, I'm glad it was Justin. Um, so congratulations to him. Um, anyway, anybody else have anything before we sign off? I think that's it. We have talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, peace be with you and also with Zero. And uh, <laughs> we will see you guys later. <laughs>